Good evening. I'm really excited to move on to Restriction Mentally Part 2 because I really felt like I couldn't cover everything I wanted to. And I'm sorry if you feel like I go on and on, but this really is an integral part of recovery. And heck, I mean, this can be good for anyone, whether they've been abused or not. But if you have been abused, if you have had that broken down self-esteem, this is vital. And again, I'm still a little froggy. Ignore it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. If Kermit the Frog could be popular with that kind of voice, I'll be fine. Right. And really, I just want to help people experience that freedom and experience that wholeness and that wellness in your spirit, your soul, your body. Okay. So that's what we're going for here. And in your relationships, you want them to be healthy and it starts mentally. And I'm, and I'm like, can I say that? Can I say that and have it be true? But it really, really does. Um, vulnerable moment. Just today I was talking to my counselor. I had someone that I had a relationship with and was very close to, and they sent me a message that involved, I'm sorry that you, so rather than it being this sincere apology where the other person really did something that I drew a hard line boundary. And I mean, I don't have that many, like, oh my gosh, this is a red line, hard line boundary, but they did. (laughs) They did. They crossed that boundary multiple times. And so I said, listen, as long as you think that this was okay, I can't have a relationship with you. I can't put, um, people I care about in that type of situation. And so, um, I got a message from them and, It was, I'm sorry that you do this. And I'm sorry that you did this. And I'm like, what the heck? Why can't you just give me a sincere apology? This is an apology. It's literally, okay. It's literally a guilt trip to try to get me to feel bad about taking a stand and drawing a boundary line. That's an extremely healthy boundary to have. My boundary was don't bring a child molester around my children. This is a person who repeatedly tried to expose them to a child molester on an overnight basis and said, oh, they would never try anything. But guess what, guys? I don't trust any child molester farther than I can throw them, and I can't throw them anywhere because I can't even pick them up. I do not trust them at all. I do not trust them around my children. If you are a known child molester, I won't treat you like you have the plague, but I will never feel comfortable leaving my children anywhere near you. Nope, not without immediate supervision. And I will probably try to keep it super short. I am not going to apologize for it. Okay? Still, I still have a very strong feeling about this. I don't know if you can tell, right? And I don't have to hate a person. I just know that's a hard line for me. I'm not going to expose my children to that. I had a family dynamic growing up where I heard stories of extended family members who were molested. And I have had friends who have been molested. I have known so many stories of people that deal with so much crap because they were molested or raped at a young age. I'm never going to feel comfortable putting my children in that position. So this person, rather than acknowledging that it was wrong, (laughs) gave me, I'm sorry, but (laughs) I was so pissed. I was like, this is your takeaway and, um, and I'm going to level with you. This person has COVID and I definitely feel compassion that they have COVID, but just because you have COVID doesn't mean that you get to try to guilt trip, force me into a relationship and violate my own boundaries that I put in place because they're healthy to be there. 
And I actually mentally had to walk myself in my own time before I even, even, even had my counseling appointment. Okay. I'm walking myself through this message. It's only, you know, five or six statements, but they're all, I'm sorry that you did this. And, and I am wonderful and unconditionally love you, but you were conditional. Okay. It's very accusing. It's very pathetic. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have so many feelings about it. Maybe I shouldn't be posting this yet, but this is, this is why it's so important because old Michaela could not have taken this message and walked myself through it mentally. I was way, way, way too wrapped up in people pleasing in thinking that the relationship was the most important thing. So what are a few smudged boundaries, right? Now, I don't know on this boundary if I really would have moved on it, but to me, I was raised and literally am programmed to want to fix the relationship. So any relationship that I have had, I've had a compulsion to make it right. Mentally, I don't feel right and cannot seem to stop thinking of ways to try to fix the relationship if there's something wrong and it's broken. It has been so incredibly difficult for me to not touch this relationship because it doesn't need to be mended because that boundary is still maintaining that violation. And I could not have done that before. I wasn't strong enough because I really, really thought that love meant switching my stuff around, moving myself around, compromising with this other person. But I realized I was programmed that way for controlling people. Controlling people want you to have to move off of your boundaries, want you to have to move off of your choice to do what they want. And in the end, they tend to care more about getting their way than their relationship with you. And it is awful dealing with controlling people. And I'm like a heck, I am like, let's, let's stop for coffee on the way. Cause we're late. I'm so fly by the seat of my pants. If I can be okay. I love to just ride free and go without a plan. And so I can actually be well suited to controlling personalities in the sense that I can just go along. And, and unless there's something I really don't like, it doesn't bother me that much, but then there are things that matter to me and are important to me. And if you are a really unhealthy controlling personality, you cannot be okay with my no. And before I thought that meant that I needed to become more compromising. And I walked myself through and mentally addressed that, Michaela, that was a behavior you had in your relationship. You were vulnerable to your abuser because you were literally raised with this compulsion to give into that controlling behavior. Okay, if they want the control, then you should do everything you can to maintain that relationship. And if they're pissed at you because you don't do what they want, then you should try harder. Do you see how unhealthy mentally that compulsion is? And guys, it literally is something like at a subconscious mental and emotional level. I feel wrong if I'm not making the relationship right. But my idea of making it right was just whatever made that person happy. It wasn't actually making it right. Me maintaining my stance that no, it's not okay. It's still wrong. Months later, it's still wrong. It's just as bad as I said it was then has taken a ton of effort And I cried. Um, I cried because I realized that that person cared more about being right and having their way than they did about having a relationship with me. And maybe if they really, really, really got sick with COVID and passed away, I could tell myself I would have a regret, but I don't. Because if I reopen that door... And I move on this boundary. I'm literally putting myself back into relationships, back into that unhealthy pattern of thinking where I try to make someone who's trying to control me happy. 
Do you understand how lifeless that existence is? Some of you have definitely lived it. Some of you are like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you feel that way too. That's exactly how I feel. And mentally, you have to focus and actually walk yourself through a situation with a, I want to call it like a clinical eye where in my situation, it's this person in relationship to me. And there are so many feelings and so much history and there's so much involved. And I have to like step out from that and say, listen, you had a boundary and it's a really healthy boundary and a great one. You've gone back over that and you know that you took a stand and there were thousands, like I'm, that's not an actual exaggeration, thousands of things when I was living with them that would have been like compromises I made hands down. They said they had to be that way. I was like, oh, it's your house done. Okay. Thousands of compromises that I made thousands of things that were not that big a deal. It wasn't a health and safety issue. It wasn't dangerous. It's your house, your way. I can give into it. Like I said, pretty easy. So there were only maybe four things where I said, I can't, I can't, that literally violates my conscience. It violates my beliefs. It violates health and safety. I will not, I'm choosing no. And, um, And I was like, you gave in all these other times. You took a stand on this because it's important, Michaela. And this is sometimes how you have to talk to yourself because you get so ingrained in a way of doing things and so trained by people who have taken advantage of you or who do abuse you or who talk down to you. And you have to treat yourself kind of like a patient. Like, hey, we're going to get through this. Like, you might be struggling with this, but we're going to get through. But I am going to going to have a talk with you. We're going to sit down, talk to these parts of yourself that are struggling. And so I was like, listen, you, you set this boundary for a reason. If you go back on this, you are going back into all of this behavior that you spent over a year trying to break. You go back into people pleasing, you go back into whatever you want for the relationship. And honestly, guys, I'm going to level with you and you can hate me. You can like, you can literally judge me so hard for the next statement. Okay. But I'm a Christian. That means I believe you go to heaven. That means that if you die and I think that you're going to heaven, I have no belief that you will be sitting there in heaven thinking about how pissed off you are at me. (laughs) And so it does not mean that I'm going to treat someone like crap and be like, well, if you're dead, you don't care anyway. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't let that be what you think I'm saying. (laughs) Be awful, right? No, what I am saying is that If someone is in heaven, they don't care about this tiff that we had where we couldn't reconcile the disagreement. And because this is an important enough issue, I can say I'm not going to live with a regret for saying, nope, this is a hard, hard line for me and I'm not moving on it. And like I said, if it was something not that important, be easy for me to move off it. I took a stand because it was the right thing to do and I know it. So I won't live with regret. But if that person survives this, which I really believe they will. Okay, but if they survive, then I have just reestablished that controlling behavior given and again to demands and guilt trips and passive aggressive is so passive aggressive. Okay, and I'm right back to where I started. And so by the time I got to my counseling appointment, I was like, what if what if I attract more controlling people? Like, what if this keeps happening to me? I don't want controlling friendships. I don't want a controlling relationship. My counselor is super gracious, right? It's my counseling appointment, so I didn't share what she says, right? Not someone else's. And um, she's like, I see no sign of you doing that. You're, you're taking steps now where you're on guard against that and you're trusting your instincts again. But it's a mental game. It's mentally taking a situation where I normally would have just emotionally reacted and mentally 
ensuring that I go through the thought process, ensuring that I'm looking at it from a third person critical eye saying, what is going on here? I can say that the statements were passive aggressive, which before I would never have the, have the balls to do. Okay, let's be honest, okay? So I can say it's passive aggressive. I can admit that it's a guilt trip. It's essentially saying, well, if I die and you don't give in to what I want, well, then it's your fault and you'll have to live with it. What an awful, awful, awful thing to do to someone. Okay, and I forgive this person. I'm not going to hang on to any of it, okay? Because life is way too short to hold on and unforgiveness. But I'm not going to give in to it. And I really had to walk myself through it because that compulsion inside of me was like, girl, you better make it right. You got to make it right. Got to make it right. You better make it better. They're mad at you. They're mad at you. They're mad at you. Do any of you do that? And I was like, how do I, and I asked my counselor, I was like, how do you get through this? How do you deal with that? And she just let me know. It's, um, it's just something you constantly choose to do. And it's something you always have some type of a guard up against. And it doesn't mean that you're super guarded with people and are like, I never trust anyone. Instead, it's just you're aware. You're aware that it's behavior that you don't like. And she said, okay, if you run into someone controlling now, how would you handle it? And I was like, well, I've actually um, met someone <laughs> that I can tell doesn't like me and it rubs me. <laughs> I'm like that person where if you don't like me, I'm going to try harder for you to like me. It's <laughs> so hard, <laughs> but I really have been actually, I thought about it. It was like, I've actually just tried to not be around her that much. And I can tell she doesn't like me. There've been some passive aggressive comments made. I am not telling you who, and, um, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> And it's hard for me because every part of me wants that compulsion wants to be like, make her happy with you. I'm like, no, again, I'm probably running into someone that likes everything a certain way. I'm not that rigid. I'm probably driving her crazy, but she doesn't like me and I don't have to get her to like me. And there is so much freedom to that. I'm handling it by not spending that much time around her, not trying to say a whole bunch of things to get her to like me. It feels so pathetic when I say it out loud, guys, okay? But really, like, <laughs> I have to fight it off. Like, please, like, me? Be my friend? No, okay? And I did. Oh, my gosh. Embarrassing story that I'm not sharing right now. We don't have time for that. But there was one time I tried so hard to make this girl like me. She hated me so hard. <laughs> one day, I will share this story with you. Maybe I have. Probably not. I don't know. It's super embarrassing, okay? But for now... This is probably one of the first times that I've been in a workplace and I have not bent over backwards to try to make someone that I can tell does not like me, like me. And I'm calling it. There have been a few things where someone else is like, no, they don't feel that way. And it's like, nope, they do. And then a few comments were made later when I wasn't around. And so it's true. This person really probably um, is not fond of me. Um, I don't know if she hates me, but she's not fond. And like I said, that just... That compulsion is like, like me, I want to make you happy with me. And so I have shut that down. Okay. With the right person who honors you and respects you and cares about you in the right relationships in a healthy way, that can actually be a good thing. They respect and honor you. They aren't trying to take advantage of you. They aren't trying to take from you to make themselves more. And those people, it's okay to want to go the extra mile and it's okay to want to spend extra time. But so many people are not that in your life mentally put yourself in the third person ask yourself how the situation sounds and it does sound like work and guys it is at first it is so uncomfortable it is so hard for me to let some of this go but then it very slowly starts to feel freeing because you recognize that you're not giving into the control passive aggressiveness guilt trips and 
you start to feel more settled and more whole because you're not so busy trying to get someone to accept you. You're essentially saying, I believe you're worthy of love and respect and I accept you as you are. So as much as I would like other people to also love, respect, respect, and accept me, I understand that some people won't. And I accept that. And you literally come to this place of peace with yourself and with other people where you don't need them to like you. One time Joyce Meyer, she's this amazing, funny preacher. Okay. She's been through a whole lot in her life and I love listening to some of her stuff, but she was like, listen, there's at least one out of 10 people that aren't going to like you just basic facts. <laughs> you don't need everyone to like you. And she has this really, oh my gosh, I recommend it times a hundred, this really great book called approval addiction. And I was reading that way back when I was still with my ex and I would read it and I'd be like, you have a problem, Michaela. You are addicted to approval. You want people to like you. You want them to think you're great. And so now I'm not a total jerk to everybody, but like I said, this lady isn't crazy about me. I'm not mean to her. I am not rude to her. I just don't go out of my way to spend extra time with her or talk to her. I still say hi. I still give her basic respect and kindness. I just don't give her any of the extra stuff that I really can reserve for my relationships. And there's that freedom because now I have a healthy boundary. But I had to look at myself and talk myself through it and mentally restructure the way that I think about people, relationships, reconciling, mending. And I really encourage you to do that. Every single situation is going to be different. Every rift in a relationship is going to probably need a special touch, but it's your choice. For mine, currently, I decided, you know, with this person at work, just not to spend that extra time um, with the person who messaged me. Uh, I've just decided not to respond. I have already told that person that I love them, but that it was very important to me that they showed remorse for what they did. That way I would know that if I brought my children around again, I would know that they would not be placed in danger. At least have that like beginning of the, they might not be right. I don't know if I trust. Yeah. That's just a mess. Right. Um, but I had to like get myself there mentally before I could act it out. And so now I have a plan of action. Now I know how I'm going to handle it. Now, when I feel, cause they're like, there's a, Oh, well, shouldn't you feel guilty? And I tell myself, no, Michaela, you are a human being who is worthy of love and respect. I love and respect you too much to put you through that or make you go back into those kinds of dynamics. You deserve to be treated with love and respect. And I am telling you today that even if everyone else is putting you down for the decisions you're making, if you are receiving the worst, most stupid comments for trying to get out of your abusive situation, what I want you to know is this. You are worthy of love and respect. You deserve to be treated with love and respect by everyone you encounter. And I hope with every fiber of my being that you were able to do that. Now, you sharing last time, I do have, I'm so excited, right? Uh, the new email address. So you can reach out to me if you want to ask questions. Um, if you're in a dangerous situation, I'm immediately going to be like, if it's immediately dangerous, call 911. Otherwise, call the domestic violence hotline, okay? And you can immediately just Google that. And my email, if it's not something life-threatening, because I'm not equipped, guys, okay? Don't even, don't try it, okay? Um, but just to, like, reach out for support or any comments or questions, um, you can reach me at realloverecovery at gmail.com. And the real love, they share the L. So it's R-E-A-L-O-V-E. So realloverecovery at gmail.com. I'm really excited to hear from you. And I'm really excited about where we're going with this. And I can't wait to share this adventure with you. All right. I hope you guys have a great night and I hope you love yourself so good and I'll talk to you soon.